One, two, three, four, get my shoes and out the door. Five, I'm alive. Six, seven, eight, feeling great. Nine, gonna shine, life is good. I'm doing fine, ten, gonna do it right and do it again, yeah. I look into the sky with all the beautiful color, but there's more than just for me, so gonna share it with another. I got to show, to give, let out, I want to sing and shout. Take a look and see a beautiful morning. Welcome back, everyone, to Lingerie Lowdown. You are with your host, Alexandra McHugh, and I'm going to be taking you through another fantastic podcast. This one's a little bit special because it's part two of our podcast with the fantastic Galena. I'm going to try and say your last name again, Galena, although I would much prefer if you'd come in and just tell me your name together. So it's Galena Nitsetska. I have I have trouble pronouncing it to you, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Well, you did it so much more justice than me. Now, Galena is an impressive young woman. She is 28 and she's founded her own business, Empress Mimi. It's a range of lingerie subscription boxes featuring completely wire-free bras. She just wanted to create something affordable, beautiful. It's gorgeous underwear. It absolutely is. I, I had the pleasure of reviewing it once, and um, I do frequently wear it. It makes me feel sassy. Mm. Um, so just a little bit of a background story on Galina. Galina was um, from the Ukraine. And she came over from a young age to study, as you do, you know, politics, economics, all of the heavy stuff. Well, to me, it sounds like heavy stuff, but she, she really went for it in um, private banking. And that was her background before she decided enough was enough and she wanted to do something for herself. Now, check out part one, because part one was so interesting. We really went into depth with um, Galena's backstory as to what kind of led her into going for lingerie, you know, private banking, suited and booted. And then suddenly it was like, no, I want to feel sassy. I want it more um, with women in mind. So we're going to touch a little bit back on that today, but we are going to go into other questions that I think is really important to know because it's so inspiring as her story. So and I don't want to keep doing all the talking either. So you're, um, you came over, just again, briefly touching, you came over from the Ukraine at what age? Was it 14? So I first moved to the Netherlands. I was actually raised in the Netherlands and then to the UK, I arrived at 14. Yes. And we moved to Oxfordshire to an international school. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and then it's a complicated story. No, 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 no. It's, it's interesting. Hey, the most complicated ones are the most interesting ones. So you you went into you went into Netherlands, which is interesting because you're are you moving back to the Netherlands soon? I am currently in the process of moving back. Yes, at least for a short period of time, kind of decide where I want to spend the next part of my life. It felt like a new decade, a new beginning but an old beginning, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And so just for viewers that might have not caught the, the podcast one, but you have to go and see it, uh, listen to it rather, podcast two. So we're, we're, what led you into lingerie? So you were in private banking. How long were you in private banking for? For about two and a half years. Um, I started off in private equity first and then moved into private banking, but essentially was working for a family office that owned their own bank. So even the people I worked for were quite entrepreneurial um, because it was the father who had built this entire empire. So that was very inspiring kind of to see what can be done in one lifetime. And then also watching my own clients 
who had built amazing businesses and coming to the understanding that I was working these crazy hours, but doing it on someone else's behalf rather than for myself. Yeah. So you're surrounded by all this success that people are doing themselves out of scratch, but you know, by scratch. And you're thinking, why I'm not too different from that. Like, why can't I do it? Exactly. Exactly. And then also wanting to build something that I really believed in. And I think we discussed this last time as well. Like, if you're dedicating that amount of time, and I think that goes for any job, right? If most people are even working nine to five, that is most of your waking life. Um, you have to choose something that inspires you and that you believe in. And I wanted to work closely with women and create a beautiful product that hopefully makes everyday experience and living better. Absolutely. And and I think you really have done that as well. So you you across all social media at the moment is Empress Mimi, is that right? Yes, Empress Mimi, Empress Mimi Lingerie. Yes, I think on Facebook it's Empress Mimi London. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> oh. How, how do we find you best? Do we just Google Empress Mimi and it should come up and like put Facebook next to it and it will come up with the right things? Or So our website is empressmimi.com. You can find all our socials on there. Alternatively, we're very active on Instagram, which is Empress Mimi Lingerie. I think that's probably our most kind of prevalent social media platform and then I think if you search us on Facebook as Empress Mimi we will come up as well. (laughs) Fantastic okay yes because I know that people are obviously really eager to check you out as well so go and check Empress Mimi out this is Galena's gorgeous business and you will not be disappointed I can imagine that you'll have a few sales after this for sure because they are just so it's the presentation that won it for me I absolutely love taking it out of the box and you're right, it can be bought as a gift for yourself or by someone else, and it's just as beautiful. You think, wow, you know, it's a lot of thought that's gone into it. So you part of the design team then. Did you sit with people and you're like, right, this is what I want it to look like? It has to be. We go through different stages and we continue kind of adapting as we go along. So we work sometimes with a designer that's based in Paris. Um, She graduated from design school and had a beautiful collection when she graduated. So when we saw her, we were like, okay, grab this one. Um, (laughs) We actually also have a designer that works in our factory. Um, But apart from that, everything is originated from within the team. So we will send certain ideas over to our factory. They'll send comments back because in the end, this is a very kind of, long process it's the questions come up are the right materials available just because you want to do something essentially does not mean that it's possible to do so from the original idea to what the product actually ends up being it can take quite a few months and a lot of iterations with samples until we get it just right yeah and and does any of the i mean i'm not sure if you follow any you know everything that's coming in um New age order, I call it, you know, in terms of recycling, in terms of not veganism as such, but anything that's kind of really taken into account the new forward movement that seems to be transitioning across the world. Does that does that kind of halt what you do? I mean, do what I'm trying to say is what I what I gather from you, Galina, is that um, you're very aware, you're aware beyond your years, you're very observant of what's going on around you. And you, you take a lot into consideration where some people might not be as awake, if that makes sense. And so I wonder if, if any of that kind of puts a halt on your business in, in terms of what materials that you want to use. Like, I, I'm unfortunately, I know that there's some brands out there that test on animals or something. And because I know of it now, I can't 
play ignorance and I'm like oh, I just can't do it it's against my morals or do you, do you have any kind of difficulty like that I mean first of all our cat does sometimes play with the whips and the little accessories that lie around so that is the only animal testing that we do but we have a great time doing it um in terms of your question I don't you know I think this is something that no one can really ignore any longer the yeah. environmental impact that you're having um when we started the company one of the first changes we made was obviously removing the wires from the bras but that was for the comfort of the women and the next step for us is really being becoming more environmentally friendly essentially so last year we changed our packaging to become recyclable and environmentally friendly and this year the big project that we're doing is really trying to use more eco-friendly materials um because i think it's better both on your skin and for the environment yeah. um so really looking at things from a sustainability point of view and recyclable fabrics um you know i want to build this business to build a business essentially that i believe in and can stand behind and i don't think we can kind of continue building businesses that have bad impacts on the world that we live in absolutely and that, that's what I got from you um, the last time we spoke as well. I just, I loved your vision and I loved everything about it. So what you encompass, what you fully encompass. I've got a question for you about your journey. Um, looking back, and I mean, I, I won't, I, I'll tell you my view afterwards, but looking back on your own journey, is there anything that you would have done differently? Whether it be like making it a little bit easier for yourself or I, I don't know, um, using something different or doing it at a different time or whatever. Is there anything that you would have changed? Focusing on the sales, I guess, more. You can spend a lot of time designing the product in-house and building a website and not really testing your ideas i think going to market sooner rather than later can be very helpful in terms of getting feedback so for example the wireless idea really came about because initially we were sending out products with wires i was wearing them and then we started producing bralettes and i would wear the bralettes and at some point i just stopped wearing the wired designs completely because i was like this is so much more comfortable and instead of we had, for example, designed an entire collection for an entire year with wires, not trying it out, not sending it to customers, we could have easily gotten ourselves into a situation where you're kind of stuck in the decisions you've made. So I would have done that much, much sooner. Yeah. And, and I think that ties in with a lot of people. They're so scared to do things because they don't feel like they've got everything in place first. And so I suppose, would, would you advise it's just just do it and get better at it while you're doing it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, the usual mistakes, and I think I've covered this last time as well, not relying so much on press, for example, to lead to sales. There are a lot of lessons that you learn along the way. Um, it's really building a structure that a company can run without you being present 24-7. And it's a mistake that I see, I think, especially a lot of new designers making. They can build a beautiful collection, for example, but don't think through kind of process behind it like if you're actually fulfilling orders if you get a thousand orders in one day if you're shipping it from home how <laughs> long do you continue doing that is that viable at all um so that kind of the the, the back scenes of the company mm. that's something that has to be really planned out and thought about in terms of automating things yeah 
Um, again, it's, it's definitely one of those things that when you when you start doing, you're like, oh, oh. Like, yeah, percent. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and it was, well, this is what we we're talking about last time as well. Uh, sometimes you can become your worst enemy, and it is only down to yourself and your mind. You become your own worst enemy because. You think, oh, everybody's watching me and, you know, I've started it now, so I've got to do this and I've got, and it's just like, why? You know, ask yourself, why have I got to do this and I have to do it this way? And it's like, because people are watching me and it's like, so? That I completely agree with. And it's a very fine line between, okay, so I think one of the dangers with entrepreneurship is you can become too alone you shut yourself out from the outside world because you're working so hard and you know you're just focusing on what you're doing and that's a bad thing um on the other flip side is becoming so aware of everything that everyone around you is thinking and saying that you're not really capable of making concrete decisions and movements within your business because you're never going to please everyone everyone is going to have different ideas about which direction you should be going how you should go about certain tasks you need to have faith within your own decision making abilities advice is just that it's advice or opinions or an opinion or whatever it may be you can take it you can weigh it up and then continue along whatever path you think is best fantastic advice and and funnily enough those that give the opinions, those that for some reason, somewhere in their mind, it justified them that they need to give some sort of critique and opinion across when it was never asked for. You you tend to look at these people and you think, how how are you throwing stones at my house when yours is wonky yourself? I don't understand. Absolutely. And, you know, one thing I think about when you're building your own business, every product, every company is going to be so different in the biggest and smallest of ways. And I think especially now at this stage, I'll very often get advice from people who really, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's things like, you know, the manufacturing process, for example, if you've never manufactured anything, if you've never had to import anything, the advice that's being given where people are like, oh, well, why don't you design x and throw this into the collection and you think like well because every piece actually takes three months and there's a minimum order quantity and we have to make sure that there's enough interest in it and if your marketing is a certain segment then you can't suddenly have a part of the collection that's completely different you know a lot of things go into this there there's so much thought behind it there's so much thought behind it okay so this is interesting what you were just talking about um where you become so fixated on your your desire, your destiny now, um, and you're absolutely gunning for it. How do you balance it? I suppose at the start, it's a little bit not balanced because you need to understand what you're doing and, and what you're going for. But how did you end up balancing it in the end? Or have you? <laughs> um, it's a work in progress. I think it is always a work in progress. The company is a work in progress, my own kind of mental health I guess you could call it is a work in progress and what you said before you know being your own worst enemy I think that's something you constantly have to work on it's meditation it's healthy eating it's going for long walks it's making sure you're surrounded by the right people it's celebrating wins both small and big I think especially on celebrating the wins. That's something that I had to do a lot of work on. I'm the kind of person who will set a goal 
And the moment I reach it, I think like, well, I've reached this, so I should really just increase the goal. And you end up feeling like a hamster in a hamster wheel, but it's self-constructed because you never really reach a final destination. So managing yourself, I think, is a huge part of running any business or doing anything successfully, even if you're just showing up to your day-to-day job. Um, do you have the right attitude when it comes to completing tasks and having kind of long-term vision? Maybe the last question that we also touched upon in terms of other people's opinions, I listened to a fantastic interview with Sarah Blakely, who was the founder of Spanx. And I think when she was initially developing the idea, she didn't tell anyone, not even her family, not her closest friends. And her advice was essentially, you know, if you tell people, they will smash it down. They will say, this is a ridiculous idea. So once you have this little baby, kind of allow it to develop until you're certain in yourself of how you want to do it. And then I think you can start taking advice on board and weigh the pros and cons. I love that. I absolutely love that. I think that's absolutely spot on because there's something that I've learned a long time ago that everybody has different desires because we're all different. So we've all kind of come down to earth in in one way or another, whatever anyone's beliefs are. And we all have our own blueprint. We all have our mm-hmm. own destiny or whatever you want to call it that we're meant to see out and that's why when someone wakes up oh I really love the taste of food and putting flavors together and I'm going to be a chef and I look at that and go great good for you you know I really like whatever it is that I like and this person loves gardening we're all different in that way and I do think that we are meant to go for those ideas that burn inside of us and you're right they're like very fragile pieces of art that you've just made (laughs) that you've got to kind of guard for a little while until you're uh confident enough um in what you've produced and what's going to happen from that um and in in order then to set it free and let it out amongst the world because people people aren't always confident in themselves and if you decide to shine or be a little bit different amongst all these people then that difference sets their triggers off it sets them off in a um insecurities it makes them feel they need to reject you in order to feel better about themselves so if you can try and safeguard your ideas for as long as possible until you're stable in in what you're you're thinking out and what you're going to produce then yeah I think that's absolutely spot on Galena I love that and listen in an optimal world you would have enough faith in your own kind of beliefs and desires that you wouldn't have to safeguard it and you'd be able to shrug off any criticism that comes along the way. But I think for the majority of the population, we're not quite there yet (laughs) mentally. Um, And you you can view it even as a relationship, right? In the first beginning stages of a relationship, my advice is always like, don't necessarily discuss it with everyone. Allow yourself to come to your own conclusions before you kind of put it out there into the world everyone else to see yeah boom mic drop um (laughs) (laughs) so how is the business now do you have any exciting business plans for the future for us to look out for i'm definitely excited about um our work in sustainability and working with new fabrics we're looking at silks we're looking at bamboo mixtures of cotton um so everything is basically eco-friendly natural breathable and really looking at fabric engineering and with that also comes 
searching designs that we're looking at where we're not using metal wires, but they will give the same kind of support as metal wires without all the prodding, for example. <laughs> um, <laughs> on the personal side, I think we've finally gotten to the stage where we're getting so many good reviews and a good loyal customer base. I think initially for a very long time, I was kind of hiding behind the company and scared of almost talking to our own customers. You know, we have a customer services team, but I, I'm more and more interested in actually speaking directly with our customers and hearing the feedback one-to-one, not just through customer services and seeing the reviews, but getting our customers more and more involved in it and allowing people to know more about the backstory of the company. Yeah. Um, yeah. Spot on because um with anything that in, in well this if anyone wants to make money in this world you're going to have to sell something okay that's the only way that we actually make money is by selling something and so that usually means that we have a customer base so they are the heart of everything that we do but you are so right in what you just said again about hiding behind the company now i i have two companies and i i hide behind the creativity hub when i'm when i'm doing my business for the creativity hub I'm on fire. I, I've got so much confidence. It's fine because I'm behind the scenes. But then when yeah. I'm doing my own brand, Alexandra McHugh, oh my God, I'm so much more delicate. I'm like, it's weird though. Don't you think though? Um, and this, I think people have missed this. They really miss this. It's standing so, basically they look at someone like you, Galena, and they'll be like, she's on fire, she is, you know, she's a phoenix, she is this, she's a go-getter, she is strong, she is confident. That's how they will look at it because you've done such a thing. But then I suppose when they meet you in person, you have an off day or you're not feeling it because most of us, usually those people that are perceived that way have crippling anxieties of self-worth issues. (laughs) I don't know if that stands true with you. Listen, listen, absolutely. I think we all have that, but I think, this is also the importance of teaching empathy basically within people and the understanding that behind every company there are real human beings. So even when it comes to customer services, you know, if someone's writing terrible emails to one of our representatives, I tend to get involved in terms of saying, okay, this is what we're going to do next. But when I read these emails, I sometimes sit there and think like, look, <laughs> It's a real human behind the screen that you're writing this to. You also, like, my advice would always be reassess your own life in terms of if you have so much anger or sadness, and this happens very, very rarely, but it will happen sometimes where I look at it and think, you're obviously upset about something within your life to take this out on. You know, we have, we give refunds freely. Like if anyone's unhappy, our main goal is to keep customers happy. I have a very tough policy on this within the company. Like if it costs less than X to keep a customer satisfied, send them a new set, give them a refund, do whatever you have to do to make sure that the customer walks away feeling completely and utterly satisfied. But the bad the bad emails, yeah, it makes you wonder whether a little bit of empathy and understanding that not every company is, for example, even Facebook where it's such a big conglomerate. And even in those cases, there's going to be a real human sitting there replying to your emails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and I think uh, I'm always saying absolutely with you, but I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on everything that you say. I, I truly am. Uh, I, I do think that is so vital. And with the whole world transitioning the way it is, that is the step in the right direction is to, oh, there's me going deep again, but 
the eras before us, because I'm only 30 this year, um, the eras before us were very stiff upper lip. You know, it's sticks and stones may break my bones and words will never hurt me. Well, that's absolute tosh because words will probably do more damage than actual breaking of bones. And so we're coming away from that and being like, actually, there is a human in front of me and this is, you know, we need to deal with it in a, a humane way. I wanted to, because we need to conclude, I can't believe we've nearly come to the end again, I'm so unhappy, but (laughs) I wanted to conclude um, with a bit of advice that you might have to anyone that is sitting on the fence. I mean, we all know it, we all know it, we all have those friends that year on year we see, and we know they're full of crazy potential and they're not doing it. So if anyone was sitting on the fence and wondering whether or not they should do their own thing, what would your advice be to them? I think my advice to anyone sitting on the fence in terms of starting their own business would be the same advice I would give to anyone sitting on the fence about marrying someone, which is, if it's not a hell yes, it's a fuck no. Um, (laughs) If you're not 100%, listen, I think ideas have to fill you with, you know, it's Marie Kondo your life. Do yeah. the ideas that you have bring you joy? And if it doesn't, then kiss them goodbye and let them go with love and empathy. Um, I think with a business, just like with marriage, for example, if you're not not 100% sure, then when things get tough and things will get tough inevitably, it's going to be so much more difficult to deal with it. And you're so much more likely to just give up and walk away. And then, although you'll learn some lessons along the way, it will be still like a certain kind of waste of energy and time, essentially. It takes great dedication and investment, whether it's the investment of your time or finances or energy, you know, time that you could spend with your loved ones, for example, to get a business off the ground. So if you're really on the fence about it, keep thinking about it until it feels like something you have to do, until you don't have to go to people to ask, should I or shouldn't I? And again, you can imagine giving this advice to someone who said like, oh, well, I guess I'll marry this guy. <laughs> You'd be like, well, probably shouldn't. I, th- I think part of the problem in today's society, it's probably all the stories we have read about companies like Facebook and Uber and Twitter and, you know, and insert tech bro company here. <laughs> um, it feels like there are a lot of people who are an overnight success. And the reality is that for the majority of companies, it's really not that. It takes years to perfect your idea, to perfect the product, to perfect the marketing, to perfect who you are as a company. And so you need to be dedicated to this. It can't just be a fleeting flame. Maybe that's a bit harsh. And by all means, if, you know, you just like to dip your toe into something, go ahead. But I, if you're like quitting your job to do something full time, I would make sure that this is an idea you stand 100% behind. Or, you know, spend your evenings researching further until it's something that works for you. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I I love that you were just like, maybe it's a bit harsh and I'm the same person when I, I, I say things and I'm like, oh, no, I think I'm being a bit too stern with them. But actually, uh, you can spend a long time mollycoddling people and you can spend a long time trying to put a comfort blanket around someone and being like, oh, it's okay. But sometimes, sometimes you need a jolt. 
sometimes you need a slap in the face or a defibrillator to be like, actually, how long do you want to stay in this little place where you're, you're licking your wounds and you're feeling sorry for yourself and sort of like, oh, maybe, maybe. Sometimes it is going to take some real fire, which is going to lead me perfectly onto my last question. So <laughs> you cannot just do that with willpower alone. It doesn't work. <laughs> it is not a big enough goal to lose a little bit of weight to look okay for a while. It just, it means nothing for the soul. So you need to create a why. You need to have something that is going to, push you out of bed every single morning and it's going to pull you to where you need to be. So what is your, what was your why and has your why changed, which is a more interesting um, question, actually, has your why changed along the journey and what were they? Um, I think the why has changed over time and I've come to this realization quite recently. Um, it's funny because when you're doing something for yourself, it's for all the wrong reasons, a lot easier to give up, to kind of say, well, this isn't going to work and I don't have the energy and, you know, I can't do it. I think when you're doing things on behalf of other people or for other people, it becomes somehow we can keep going when we thought we would not be able to keep going. Recently, as the company has grown and the number of people we're hiring has grown, we're really building a beautiful culture around us and we're supporting our mostly female employees. And that has become my why. <laughs> I want to build a company that provides these secure jobs for women around the world, that hopefully pays them fairly, that leaves them feeling comfortable and secure and like they have a career progression ahead of them where they get recognition for the hard and beautiful work that they do. And that has become one of my main driving forces recently, where it makes me feel amazing and happy and so motivated to get up every day where I think like, well, you know, it feels tough maybe this month to hit the target that we set for ourselves. But I know that if we hit it, then we can give these bonuses to these people and that will feel amazing. <laughs> I think that's a real thing in human psychology. There is a book about this where, you know, man was stranded in, in snow and wanted to give up on his life. And he remembered apparently that um, his life insurance would only be valid if they found his body. And he had a wife and children. So when he was already ready to give up, he still continued climbing to make sure that at least his body would be found for the insurance. And that sounds like a dark somber, maybe example but I think it's a real thing in human psychology when we actually do something for a higher good whatever it may be we can take on a lot more than any of us can imagine absolutely oh well I was I was I, I could talk to you all day Galena I really could I could really go into you know universe energy and just talking about well we said last time didn't we about the flow um and yeah I know it sounds to a lot of people who might not believe this way just yet, but love is one of the biggest energies that you can put out there. And if, like Galena just said there, if that is encompassed within your why, that is a loving energy, that power that comes from that source is it's unstoppable. It's an unstoppable force and it's um, forever folding onto so many different things as well. So it's, it's somewhere, it's something where someone, as you said, don't have a shallow why. It's it's gotta have some depth to it, you know, it's got mm -hmm. to have some real meaning. And if it's about other people, then it tends to be the right thing that pulls you through. A lot of people will say um they don't have the strength 
or the belief in themselves to get through a bad day or something. Um, and half the time, if you want to change or you want change to happen, if you kind of have someone else in mind that you're doing it for, sometimes it's a little bit easier. It's a little bit easier that you're doing it for that other person and not just yourself. And in turn, you get a kick out of it and then you're doing it for yourself. So, yeah, I, I love absolutely. that. <laughs> and, I, and I hope the long-term kind of goal for everyone is to build enough self-love within yourself to fight as viciously for yourself as you do for everyone else. But again, that's a journey, not a destination. That's an ongoing journey. But from a self-love perspective, would I like to run a company that makes a lot of people happy around the world just for myself? Yeah, that's worthwhile getting up every day even when things go wrong. Okay, I am going to put some quotes out there that Galena has said and I've been saved them because I love them. You 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 need to write a book if you haven't written a book already, woman, because the things that come out of your mouth are just so, so inspiring. You're so together. I love it. Um, okay, so the first one is at some point you do wonder why you can't dedicate the time, energy, and knowledge you are giving to someone else to build something you actually believe in. So that was touching on what we had said earlier and, and the reason why I'm la leaving these to last is because I want this to not impress you but to impress upon you so to to take with you and be like listen to these words okay so here's another one things can take time so patience is key in the end remember you are building something for your future self if you can't imagine working for someone else five years down the line then the investment has to come now. Oh my God, I just love that. <laughs> it must be funny hearing me reading these out as well. Maybe I'll put these all on my Tinder profile, self quotes. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. And then I think, yeah, the last two, get started while you're in still, uh, still in full-time employment. That, that stuck out for me because um, it's been an occurring thing that we've been talking about is do it while you're doing something else. Okay. Just work on yourself. I think, I think especially the ideation of it, everything you can do whilst you're full employment, do that. And sitting and coming up with solutions actually takes a ridiculous amount of time. Um, I think a lot of people are very happy to, and they think, you know, I'll just quit my job and start <laughs> off, but write a plan for yourself. Make sure you know what you're going to do the moment you quit. Have a to-do list ready. Yeah, that's perfect. Because like with your last statement here, you don't want to be running a company from a place of fear that if things do not take off in X amount of time, you won't be able to pay your rent. Yes. And that comes back to, I think, managing your own mental health is really one of the most important pillars in entrepreneurship. Because you're your own greatest asset. So you have to take care of that asset. You know, if your entire job revolved around driving a car, which you're still driving, <laughs> so maybe a bad example, but let's say you are the car, you take care of it. You go to the garage and make sure it has is filled with fuel and the tires are full. And I don't know enough about cars to give further advice, um, but take care of your mental state. And she's now going to be setting up her own mechanics business. So <laughs> But it, it doesn't matter what age you are. If you're 28 or 82, it really doesn't matter at what age that you are. It's just how many years you've been alive, okay? The information that's going to hit your ears, that's going to mean something in your heart for it's the right time for you to change, it doesn't matter what age it is. So stop looking left and right. 
stop thinking, oh, but Galena's 28 and she's sorted her life out at that time and I'm 52 and I'm still not doing anything. You still have time. But like Galena said, mental health is the most important thing. It is, um, you know, money can come afterwards. But if if you've sorted your mental health first, when you come into money, you'll know how to handle yourself. You'll know how to look after yourself, you know. Otherwise, you could end up with a a whole lot of other troubles when you're rich with mental health problems. Um. That is beautifully said. No, I, I completely agree with you there. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so one minute just before we go, I want you to plug your website again so we can definitely know where to find Galena's stuff and watch her journey because there's more unfolding there and you need, you really need to go and get an Empress Mimi set because they're absolutely gorgeous. So subscribe. What was your website again, Galena? We're in www.empressmimi.com. Right. So you heard it here. Make sure that you go and check that out. Follow uh, Empress Mimi all across the social media. It's the best way to find it is to go onto the website and you've got all the little clicks there of where you can find them. You know what Instagram's like. It's like a little lookbook, which is great. So you can go check out the pictures, but support her on her journey. Um, there's, As she said, you are at the forefront of what she's doing. You're at the heart of everything that she's doing uh, customer-wise. So if you've got any questions or any pointers that you need, then do do message uh, website whatever contact there is there get in touch because they're on hand they want to hear from you any parting messages that you have Galena oh gosh I'm prepared for this <laughs> <laughs> just I mean as I said it's only one minute so if there's anything no I don't know stay classy Listen, whether it's on the empathy side or on the personal side I think if you have ideas or questions reach out to people. Like I said, there's always a human sitting behind the screen, whatever might be on your mind. So just throw it out there. And when you knock on the right door, the universe will deliver. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me once again, Galena. I do hope to see you in the future. And thank you. Sorry, And thank you so much to our listeners. We love you. Uh, We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for your support and your listening. So thank you for lending your ears. And we will see you very soon. Stay tuned. Stay classy. Take care of yourselves. Bye, everyone. (laughs)